Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be really emotional. There is no loss for being honest. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. The responsibility we feel towards the world, like questioning, challenging, say something. Raw and vulnerable and open conversation. That was the best part. I'm scared of the friendship. Taking a breath. Just talk. Shame and guilt. Vulnerabilities. <laughs> that was about to be What does it really mean to be friends? We trust the real work that we do is overcoming our insecurities every day and learning how to love more. It has examples of the change we want to see in the world. Just talk. taking a breath. So if we just take a breath. Well, my face is on fire from the doctors. <laughs> To have healthier relationships with women, they need healthier relationships with other men. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. So I'm in an open relationship with my husband, and my husband and I sold our house ten months ago. We have twins that are four years old, we travel around the world, and this is my boyfriend. Hi! <laughs> Perfect! Hi. Hi. Welcome to Amory Podcast. This is Megan Batia. So we just recorded two episodes that we're releasing for the end of 2019. One of me talking with Kyle and one of me talking with Marty. 2019 was a big year for all of us. And during these recordings, we had a chance to reflect on some of the incredible things that happened, some of the scary things, and definitely all the growth that happened because of the relationship structure that we have. So my wish for you going into 2020 is that you have a moment just to reflect on this last year. 2019, everything that you've done, who you've become, the fears that you've conquered, the insecurities you've let go of, and all the lives that you've touched. Because I know from my heart to yours, all of you have touched our lives, um, mine, Kyle's, Marty's, very profoundly. Um, definitely with the words that you've shared with us by letting us know how much this podcast has meant to you. And I know that there are so many of you around the world that love uh, more than one person at a time and feel, feel like you can't share that. And I feel like we've been lucky enough and we've been honored to be your voice to, to share this. And we hope that you go into 2020 with really with confidence and love and with the intention of more growth through your, your amazing relationships. We're so, so happy to have been a part of your life this year and so grateful. So without further ado, please enjoy these episodes. Let us know what you think. And please, please, please know that we've got lots of fun, amazing things coming up for 2020. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Megan. And where are you right now? I'm in Australia. I'm in Sydney. And where are you? I'm in Michigan. USA, Saga Talk, Michigan. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> With as, the family cool. for the holidays. Cool. Yeah. No, no. It is hot here. It's like, yeah, this is like tank top weather. It's fantastic. So this is our first recorded Zoom call that I think we're going to transform into a podcast as well. And the intention is to really reflect on 2019 because it's been one hell of a year. Seriously a ridiculously crazy year. And I'm not really one to celebrate the holidays full, like full swing, but I really do love the new year because I, I feel like every time we get a chance to reflect on what, it, what happened this last year 
and then you can get excited for the next year. I kind of feel like it's hitting the reset button a little bit and the ability to look back and have some gratitude for how far we've come over the last year. So that's really the intention of this call is to just reflect a little bit because sometimes life moves so fast, so fast, especially this life right now and traveling so much that a little reflection is, I think, healthy. And that's what I really want to bring for our audience as well and have everybody maybe take a minute to have some, some gratitude and sharing some good moments from the last year. That's my intention. Do you have an intention? Yes. I feel like I've been in a reflective mode the last week or two and really reflecting on, yeah, everything from who was the person that I was going into 2019 and, you know, even reflecting on what were my goals. And I think I even had specific goals and they were really oriented around things that I wanted to do. And I think even that in itself has shifted and, and now it's like, how do I just be, how do I, how do I be me in different environments and different places? And what does that create and the allowance of things to, to come my way. And I think when I look at the whole year, it's been the biggest year of growth for me personally in my life. There was a lot of fears that I faced. There was a lot of insecurities that I uncovered. There's a lot of awareness that I created around my body and my emotions and the connection that those have and and the work that I want to be doing. You know, what what kind of lights me up and what gets me excited and yeah, and how that affects my identity and even playing with, you know, understanding what labels mean and how what do I think about labels and whether it's a polyamory label or it's a label around, you know, my career work, how do I think about those things? I think all of that has shifted in, in ways that are really, really positive, but a lot of it's, you know, when I try to explain to people like my family about where I'm at and where I'm headed, it's, it's really tied to, this is the most me I've ever felt. And this is the safest I've felt to be myself. And the things that are coming are all going to be successful because they'll be from my heart and from, you know, a deep, deep place, you know, within myself. And I see that it already is successful to be able to be in touch with that. And I think, yeah, even the orientations of what successful means, it was such a financially driven pattern that I was in going into 2019, even though I think I was mentally thinking about my purpose and things that really light me up being different from money, but I was still stuck in that mode of I have to go out and generate business and income and that will make me feel valuable. It kept not working. It kept sending me into into that spiral, which I kind of laid out, which was the pattern for me was I didn't feel worthy. So I would go out and try to prove my worthiness by getting, you know, financially driven project, whatever I could get, however I could get valued financially, that would then cause me to overwork myself because I didn't have boundaries and I was trying to create value or seek value through this financially driven system and this financial paradigm. I would overwork myself, I would become very stressed and then I would you know, (laughs) do a lot of things to relieve that stress, whether it was drinking or yeah, going out, not taking care of myself, and then I wouldn't feel valuable. And it was then that, that that loop would start again. And that was the beginning of 2019. I was still in that. It seems really far away. 
but I was still in that. And that, that was a big part of my past and, and the way that I, you know, was raised to understand success and value and how I should go out and, and create something in the world and, and, you know, make myself in the world. And that has completely been blown to like smithereens. It's, it's just, it's not the way that I am being now. So how would you say you were being kind of early 2019? Yeah, it was, it was fear driven and it was coming from a place of desperation. And I was mm. orienting my value, you know, by seeking external proof, you know, and I needed, I needed, and a lot of that was financial proof. Like if you're going to pay me <clears throat> a certain amount of money, then know that I'm, I'm valuable. I'm a valuable human being on this planet. And yeah, it sounds pretty funny and crazy, but it's pretty common and yeah that's a metric yeah. that we measure value but you know i've, totally. I've started to really we base our self-worth on that. that yeah re rethinking the what yeah. what value is and to me value is a lot more now in the way that i'm being in my relationships and with the podcast that wasn't created in early 2019 it was in the middle of the year yeah if, if you would have told me that i would have been doing i would that, love to yeah it, it was like those things we're so far from possible in the beginning mm. of that, that it's hilarious to think of this year, at, like in all the things that have happened. Yeah, yeah, I would love to set the stage too for where we were in early 2019, because it was the end of 2018 that Marty and I decided that we were going to sell the house and take the kids traveling. And it was really early 2019, we, you know, we sold the house and January. And then it was mid-February when we left for Brazil. And I think there was still a lot of doubt between you and I, even though we, we wanted each other in our lives, but we didn't have a clear vision of what that looked like, especially with us leaving the country or me leaving the country. And right. everything was just a big question mark. And I remember it was, it was probably early 2019. Which for me was fear. That you were also going to take afraid. a trip and go to South America. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, well, actually, I think happen? a lot of people would yeah. think, well, the relationship is over. <laughs> and how did that even happen? Like, how did we, because for me, when you first sold the house, which was, you know, and I knew it was coming at the end of the year, end of 2018. But when you sold the house, when did we go from, okay, you're, you're basically not going to be around me to, hey, we should not only travel together, but we should make a rule that we shouldn't be away from each other for more than six to eight weeks, which we've kept, you know, and, totally. and that's not easy with you being in 11 countries. And now I've been in 11 countries or something crazy like that. And, and I'm like, bragging. Yeah. there's not, I, <laughs> there's not a lot of people that <laughs> have had a year like that. <laughs> no, I, I think it was this release of control because at some point we just made the, I don't even think it was a, we definitely didn't start with that rule of we're going to just see each other every six to eight weeks that kind of developed over the year. I think what happened was you, there was a moment when I think I had asked you, I'm like, would you travel? Would you visit us down there? That's a possibility. You know, Marty's all for it. And then I think that seed was allowed to grow in you maybe a couple of weeks. And then you ended up, you just told me one day, you're like, Hey, I bought tickets to go to South America and I'm going to stay there an unknown period of time because you bought a one-way ticket and you're like, <laughs> I have other people I want to visit. So I think you allowed yourself to dream to just go. Let go. And that was maybe the first step. Yeah. It was like, I'll just go like you're, the, you're there. Great. I'll figure out my life. 
to go. And I think that's when maybe you started to shift that orientation that you were talking about of, I need to work. I need to make sure I'm making money. It was just kind of this leap of faith being like, fuck it. I really, I'm calling my, my soul is calling me to go down there and I will figure out the pieces. And I think that's an amazing lesson, but I think most of us or most of the time, and I'll speak for myself, I think I have to have it all figured out first and then I can take action but I feel like the way that the universe works, it's more like, you know, the universe kind of says like, well, you need to make a fucking decision. Like you need to decide that you want this in your life, no matter what, and that everything else then will align. And those are always the scariest moments where you're just like, okay, I don't know how the future looks and it's really scary, but I'm just going to commit. I'm going to just go. And I think that's what this year for me, 2019 has been as well, because it was just you know, we don't have everything all planned out, but we've been buying one-way tickets and we're just like, we're, we'll, we'll figure this shit out. And there was so much that happened in South America. I, Marty got sick for the beginning part. You came to visit. There was so much on your own trip. I mean, that's really where the, your idea of the healing project was born. That's really where I saw you shift to go, wow, I have something that's inside of me. I would love for yeah. you to share that part. Yeah. And I think, you know, reflecting on that, it was so many things, but I think the light bulb went on for me, which was trying to frame all of this, but through the year, I went through so much in working through fears and insecurities and facing traumas from the the past. And I think at the root of a lot of that was my sense of worthiness and value. And I, and I already mentioned like what I thought was a way to to show and receive value in the world. And that wasn't working for me. I was trying it and it was like, there were so many signals that this wasn't working. And what I realized in South America, which hit me like a ton of bricks when I was in Chile by myself on this, in this little Airbnb bed and breakfast on the beach and I was surfing every day and it was like the best place in the world that I randomly found on the trip, which is again, like allowance of some random traveler told me about this place and I ended up there. But the whole point is that I realized that I have value in, inside myself. And it was my own realization that my experiences, my trauma, my healing journey is valuable. And my beliefs in how I healed are alternative to Western medicine. They're alternative to what people are typically exposed to. And for me, it's like, wow, that's already, not only do I have value, but I also believe that there's a future that's better than we have now and I can be a part of it. And my story is compelling enough, I believe, that can get people to listen to me because they're like, well, fuck, you went through this then, and now you're here and you're running up mountains and you're traveling the world and you're speaking and doing a podcast and all these things, you know, and you came from this point, you know, so it's, it's this compelling story and this sense of value that my experiences were valuable and I never had that before. I always looked at my, I'm my gonna, traumas shame, as in shame and, and I felt like they were, yeah. were negatives that I wanted to run away from. And, and broadly in society, mm-hmm. I feel like we do not view trauma, mental health challenges, you know, you name it, depression, anxiety, addiction, th- those things are not viewed as valuable. Like that's not a valuable experience, but to me, I believe it is. It is. There is value totally. in that if you're able to come through it. So you can say that with confidence now, after mm-hmm. it's been a full year, 
yeah. six months ago when you came back from South America, you had this like little nugget of an idea of purpose, like something was growing and I could, like, I wanted to support you in that. And then, then I saw you go, oh, shit, that's really fucking scary. I'm going to find a job. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go back to what I know. I'm going to go back to what's safe. I'm going to keep this little nugget here. I'm going to keep the fire, like the fire burning in it, but I don't trust myself enough to go totally into that. So I hear even in how you just shared about what you feel like is valuable, there's a whole all of the lessons that you learned this year are in that. And I saw you go from coming back from South America with this little idea and then conversation by conversation, one-on-one, you started to experience yourself as providing value in those conversations. And then the idea started to take form. And and I saw you also do what I did, which was like, I have this little idea and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to try to plan it all out. Like, let me come up with all of it all at once. How am I going to do And if there's anything that I'm learning, life doesn't happen like that. Yeah. How am I going to, the how, the how fucking stops us every single time. But that's where I saw you kind of let go of it a little bit and go back to what you knew. But then you experienced again that what you knew isn't fulfilling. It's not satisfying. It's, it's there. It's like a good safety net. But then you've been building ever since then. You know, I saw it grow when we had gone to Chicago for the summer for a couple weeks. Seven, I was there for seven weeks. You were there for longer. And yeah. it started to grow there. But it was really in Europe that it started to take hold as well. This is crazy because I just realized what changed at that period of time, which you mm. just highlighted, and I just figured it out, which was me and you recorded a podcast in my bedroom where, where I grew up that dove into my story. And what happened there, which I'm so grateful for, Megan, thank you so much for not only supporting me, but creating this platform and opportunity for me, but it was me putting my story out in the world. So I believed that it was valuable. But when I put it out in the world, the feedback that I've received, especially from people from my high school, has been incredible. It's so incredible. And just mm-hmm. a lot of love and support. People, yeah, just giving me the validation <laughs> that I thought mm-hmm. that I, like I believed in it, but it was, it was something where it was like, in the world, yeah. is this valuable? And I think that just gave me enough momentum to say, yeah, I have a lot more confidence now. Now this is something. And I think that was kind of that first moment where, yeah, it took a lot of guts to put it out there, but I didn't think of it that way because I was like, this is my story. I'm proud of it. And Mm -hmm. I believe that there's a lot to be learned here. I I believe that I've learned a lot. And instead of me trying to do something, it was like, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to tell my story. And, uh, and I keep doing that. Focusing more on being. Yeah, and I keep doing that, and it just keeps attracting things now to me where I, yeah, I, I can feel the difference, which is being, and then there's an attraction that comes next, and then you, you don't have to figure it out. It's kind of figured itself no. out. People are suggesting things. Exactly. People are connecting me to people. I have. I've been to the, you know, to the UK now because of this story. You know, there's people in New Zealand I may meet through this. And, and I think it's just, it's snowballing and growing. And, and that's just me telling my story. I haven't done anything beyond that yeah. of just owning it and being proud of it and believing in that value. And I think that's, that, that was that moment of sh- that shifted, which was me putting it out through Emory. I love that. <laughs> so it's, it's an honor to be a part of that, that growth. And I mean, we've been a, a part of each other's growths in so many ways that particular piece and I'm remembering I think it's a meme that has gone around that what you withhold is your poison and what you share is your medicine 
And I, it is, as you're talking, I'm realizing that that was my process too with, with Amory and the whole creation of Amory. Again, like the beginning of the year, that wasn't even like, wasn't even in the realm of existence. We had started journaling and I was journaling a lot. You were journaling a lot. And there was a moment in South America where I was like, oh shit, this, this, this could be a book. We have enough that we could share. And Marty started journaling. And <laughs> I think then I got... I got hit with this idea or not even idea. I, I had felt like I was hiding myself. And in South America, I kind of went like, just enclosed a bit. And I went just to my core. I had surgery. I don't talk about it a lot. I'll do probably, a, I'll explain it more. But I had, after the twins, my stomach was messed up. So I had diastasis recti, which is like a separation of the stomach muscles. And I am so thankful that Marty specifically, because he was there, with me and the the twins and gave me room to not only support me to have that surgery he made it my decision i went through a whole hell of a ride <laughs> trying not to judge myself to want this surgery but i'm so glad i so 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 glad i had the surgery kind of re-empowered myself in my body but it was during that time post-surgery where i was writing a lot and i realized that i i felt hidden in the world i knew that we were going to go back to chicago and there was something in me that was so strong that was like, oh my God, I, this, I have to share. Like I have to, I'm done hiding. I can't take all this energy to keep hiding and trying to be a person that I'm not in the world. And that was my poison. It was poison because I was withholding myself. It was my poison because I felt like I couldn't be seen in the world, that it was scary, that I was going to be judged, that there was fear there, but there was something that was calling me that was stronger saying, Megan, it's time to share. And I remember sharing with both you and Marty saying, hey guys, I kind of feel like I need to share this life. I, I want people to know Kyle as my partner. And I want, I don't want to hide that I'm in love with two, two men. And I don't, I don't want to be ashamed of who I am and how I'm living my life. I don't want to do that anymore. And so you guys were both so supportive. And who knew that it was going to turn into a podcast? I just said I need to share it. <laughs> and you guys were like, okay. <laughs> and I remember that first post that I did. I don't remember. Had we recorded? I think we had recorded something at that point back in Chicago. Yeah. Because something was growing and I didn't know the how. Again, it was the how. Like I, I never really had to focus on the how. It just was these little things because you, through one of your jobs, had access to a podcast recording studio. And I, at the time, when we got back from Chicago, I was telling people that I had something that I thought could be a book and I shared it with a couple people, but it didn't get the response that I was looking for. And I was like, well, maybe that's, maybe not, that's not the medium, you know, maybe there's a different medium, but something in here needs to get shared. And you I didn't remember stop, to, no, I didn't stop. I was just like, this is going to get shared. I don't know what medium, but it's going to get shared. And I remember just this aha moment of like, wow, I want to, I want to record, I want to record a podcast. And it, I hadn't even decided to share. It was just like, I want to record something. That was it. We went into that first, that first recording session where you and Marty were just so open. You're just like, sure, whatever. Like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Like, let's just record something. <laughs> I love that first recording. <laughs> we had absolutely. It's just, I can, I'll never forget that day. Like it was just us in a little studio, but we had so much fun and it was just, yeah, I think when we recorded or when I listen to it now, it's just, that's who we are. We're just, that's, yeah. how, we, that's how we are when we hang out. And I've yeah. always thought that that's, that we have something special and people will, will message me and say, you guys have such great energy. And we've already heard that before, <laughs> but it's, yeah, we really do. I mean, that's, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's what this was this year was 
at least the first part, especially a willingness to no longer hide. And then, like you said, shifting that value of everyone else outside of me telling me what was valuable to me deciding there's something in me that needs to come out. And I, I, it was the first time in my life I could relate to artists, like artists, people that create, we have something that needs to come out of us. And I think that we live in a society that so much tells like, Oh, go in, you know, we're consuming everything goes in, but, but without the time to process and actually let it out, I think that can get stuck. I think it's stuck in our body. I think we stifle ourselves. So for me, it was just like this, it was like a volcano. It was like, it's gonna erupt, it's gonna erupt. <laughs> this has to come out. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad for you and Marty being so supportive. And I don't know what I would have done otherwise, but you guys were just, you know, like up and along for the ride. And to get that feedback from that first share, that first post, and to, to feel that release, it was like once I put it out in the world, it was no longer about what does the world think of me? It was just like, ah, oh, fucking relief. Like, fuck, I don't have to hide this anymore. Right. And the, the bonus on top was to get the great feedback that we got in response, but it was not, it was not the driver by any means. It was just like, I, this needs to come out. And I feel that still. And I actually feel that stronger now, which is why I'm excited for 2020 because we were creating podcasts just because it was like, well, what's next? What, like what's coming out next? And God, the second half of 2019 was so, it was like, it was really powerful. I had a big breakdown in there. That was my moment in, in Europe, especially if you listen back to the episode of Marty and I in Belgium, it was me restructuring myself because what was running me before was I'm not good enough. I don't have value I, and I'm not safe. Like I didn't know that I was the one responsible for creating a safe space for myself and I'm so thankful for the work that I did, like not only through with Marty, I mean, for two months there, it was, it was really, really difficult. I'm sure Marty and I will talk more about that part. So I'm, I'm so grateful for his support physically, your support as we were not together during that time and just trusting in our relationship and knowing that you were having your own experiences that were changing you really quickly as well. And as you were finding your purpose and, oh, you know, here's, here's a good way to describe it. Hey, it's Kyle. I wanted to take 60 seconds to tell you more about Amory's mission. One year ago, we started Amory with the intention to bring more love into the world. And now with listeners in 47 countries, I think we're doing just that, but we want to do more. And we really appreciate your support in, in getting to that goal that we have which is really to expand and share and normalize polyamory, but also improve relationships, however they are in the world. So we're now in the process of creating a documentary. We're writing books. We're active on Instagram, supporting people. Uh, we're creating content on Patreon. There's so many ways that we want to continue to grow and connect with people and build this community. And we'd love your support and for you to be a part of that community and the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com backslash Emory podcast and support us there at any level that works for you. We really appreciate you. Now back to the episode. Some friends yesterday were talking about their toddler who's two and they said, you know, I think she's going through a growth spurt because she's been really cranky and uh, I think she's going through a cognitive leap. And I just had this aha moment where I'm like, oh, 
cognitive leaps, those aren't just for kids. Maybe the adult cognitive leaps haven't been as mapped out as the you know child and adolescent leaps, mm-hmm. but we still go through leaps as adults. We are still restructuring ourselves. And as much now as we're learning about neuroplasticity, I, I really have come to this belief that our, all of our beliefs are these ecosystems that we can shift. And because I've had all of these experiences this year, a massive amount of experiences, more than probably any other year, maybe combined, I don't know, that's maybe a stretch, but there's been so much change that I had to go through my own restructuring. So I kind of went through my own crisis breakdown point and then the restructuring part. And I think now that has given me a framework for if I go through that again, if I hit a point where I don't understand myself, or I'm going through this crisis, there's a breakdown that I can have so much more confidence in the breakthrough part. Yeah. So what that's was, what the second part was. For what me. was one of the bigger beliefs that I guess, shifted in 2019? It was this core, the core that I think I structured my whole being on was I'm not enough. So I was always a perfectionist, overachiever, always looking for outside validation from other people, always trying to be the one that's responsible for everything for everyone. So my kind of I'm not enough out in the outside world made me more competitive. It, I mean, in some ways, in the past, it's what got me to achieve certain things in my life. But in other ways, it's been so unhealthy, unhealthy for myself, unhealthy in my relationships and getting at that one. And as Marty says, that dragon, slaying that dragon, that was multi-headed because I would take out one and be like more and another root and another root. But that one, when I fully let that go, and I'll, I'll couple that with creating a safe space for myself, learning that I'm not responsible for anyone else's happiness and, and well-being. I'm, I'm responsible for mine. And as I have mine, then I, I can then create it for other people or support or what, you know, support them in creating it for themselves. I think those two were the biggest. And mm-hmm. I'll give a shout out for uh, a fantastic guy named Tom Delano. I can put a link to his website in the show notes here that does bioalignment work. And it was the first time that I started to understand how my my body keeps the energetic past with me, even though I can know things in my head, I can still get very triggered in body response. And without being able to work through that body response, we just hold on to all that shit. So that was a big turning point. Yeah, we both worked with him, which I'm really grateful for. And I feel like when I, when I think about relationships now, (laughs) because because you are my longest relationship now, I can have so much, so much to reflect on. But, you know, we both have gone through so much change. But thankfully, I think we both, we both have been able to support each other. And if one, one of us was going at a rate that was well beyond the other, or one of us was stuck or stagnant, I think that would probably create a whole new set of challenges. But, you know, for me, even seeing you, go through this process of, you know, having, creating your own safety, creating your own sense of value that shifted us. And that shifted even the energy of what I felt like was something that I was needing from you, which was I needed you to need me. Right. And I think that orientation too was shifting for me, which was, I don't have to create this sense of need and like desperation or like that. It's a, yeah, it's a tough dynamic when you have a relationship that's based on need. And I think that to me was another pattern that I realized now that we have shifted that. And I allowed it. I allowed you to not have to need me like that. 
And then I, then I figured out, you know, I don't have to seek like the love that we have doesn't have to have all that stuck into it. The, that level of need where you have to, like, I don't have to create safety for you. And that, that doesn't take anything away from <laughs> of what we had. If anything, it, it's so much healthier. And now we can focus on other things. And I think that whole thing for us to go through that, us both to realize that we individually had to work through things and then that's going to shift our relationship and we, and we owned it and we worked through it. I think that's, I have never experienced anything like that. And I could see how we were on a path that was going to be, that was going to make it more challenging for us to grow together. If we were constantly in this loop of need where you, where you were needing safety or needing validation and I was needing like, and I was looking for that in other people. I was seeking out partners that had a sense of need. And I think, and, and I certainly have my own things. So that was something that I definitely saw, which was a pattern that shattered for us and is gone. And we both are just a lot more yeah. calm and safe within ourselves. And then, you know, our, our relationship is, yeah, it's really solid and really steady. And that was not where, where we were in the beginning of the year, right? Or the end of last year. No, we've grown so much. And I see that same pattern too. And yeah, it's kind of like the way that we orient or fit together. And when one of us changes, so if you're in a partnership, a relationship with someone, one of you switches or shifts or grows or whatever it is, like evolves in a certain way, it almost forces the other person to, to evolve. And I know that that was, it was all really connected to Marty taking a stand for his, for his own value. And that happened in Belgium. So it was almost the beginning of that domino for me was Marty standing up for himself to say, look, and I have to thank his partner because that was because he was able to see himself reflected through another person and have the support and love of his partner. And to finally for himself acknowledge that he has value inherently and he is lovable and that whatever was happening between he and I, that it wasn't him because he would usually take on the martyr complex or, you know, be, he had a certain pattern in that. And so for him to stand up, take a powerful stand for himself, which took a powerful stand for, for my, our relationship, mine and his, which then made me look at my own shit. It was like, oh, I can't blame him for anything in this. It's like, what is mine to take on? And then I had to step up. So it's so clear to me that in partnerships or relationships where, you know, we assume that they're static and they're never static. And oh, I guess they can get stuck. But, you know, when one person decides to grow, the other one is given a choice, like grow as well or, or separate. And, you know, it's just all of these incredible incredible realizations of the, the amount of work that relationships take as you grow, you know, it's like choosing to grow together and to see your partner in a new light constantly. I think that was another lesson is how can I see my partner in a new light and how can I be seen in a new light? Because I, I think that's the hard part with family. And especially as we go into the holidays here, I'm really, my heart is like feeling connected to a lot of people that, that get triggered around family because I know I do. And I think one of the reasons for that is that with family, we can get stuck in old patterns and they can see us as our old versions of ourselves. And we can also see them as their old versions of themselves. So how do we create the space to say, I'm changing and I'm also gonna recognize the changes in you and I won't hold on to the past. I won't keep you know, flogging you for what you did five or 10 years ago 
because that I, because I haven't let go of it because that's still a wound for me. So all of this is connected. And I have to tell you, Kyle, all of this is connected to you and your own growth around healing a trauma. Because a year ago, I wasn't even, I mean, maybe there was the inklings of starting to understand it, but I didn't understand any of it. It wasn't a lens on my world. It wasn't, it wasn't the way I looked at anything. And I've seen from you sharing your story with me and allowing to like, not only share your story, but experience it and experience the growth through you to witness. It's brought so much into my life and allowed the possibility of healing for me just by watching you. So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even all know what this, to say. All of this in one year. <laughs> I don't I need to say anything. <laughs> but I just get excited now at if all of that happened in one year, and if some of the major takeaways are the surrender to the present moment and trusting ourselves and trusting myself and feeling grounded and safe in myself and secure and knowing that I create that space for myself and then knowing that when I get knocked out of it, I can create it again for myself and that I can make decisions from a place of, of safety. Like Marty says, you know, if you're not, well, I can't remember his phrase, but if you're not in a place of safety, get to a place of safety and then attack. But he said he's shifting out to create, that we can create now our lives from a place of safety. And that's why I'm looking at 2020, like, holy shit, what's going to happen this year? If create. we keep stepping into trusting ourselves and loving and allowing for more, surrendering and allowing for more, fuck, like I can't even imagine what this conversation next year will look like, but I'm yeah. excited to find out. I had an experience just the other day, you know, talking to my mom, who's probably the person that's been through the most with me from, <laughs> from birth till now. And, you know, has, has really carried a lot of pain, you know, which, which I've felt and I've felt responsible for. And, you know, we both have kind of had this unhealthy relationship as well, where we, it's yeah I think we we've been we've carried these hard emotions but we haven't quite relieved each other of that and I think the communication had to improve and communication as I as I've probably said wasn't a very uh, great tool in in my house growing up but I was lucky enough to meet you two and I think the funny thing is that <laughs> when I had my when I had my astrological sign read, it said that communication is your wound, but it's the work that you're supposed to do. And then I meet you and Marty and I just laugh because you're both just incredible communicators. And to surround myself with you both, it's, it's just ironic at, at best. And I'm really, really grateful for that. But just to close the loop on the story. So I was with my mom. We, had, we got into this very deep conversation because I'm talking to her about the next few months, which is going to involve me visiting another interest of mine and then going with you in Australia and New Zealand. And it's hard for her to understand this. And, and I, and I understand that it's hard. Like I get it. I, I can, I can have that. It's not, she's not getting me. It's, it is hard to understand, but I think we can work through and get there. Uh, possibly. I'm, I have hope, but what happened was different the other day and that I laid out what I'm going to do over the next few months, what I want to do, what I believe is the best thing for me, what makes me happy, what I believe will create the future that I want. And I just sat there and I let her take it in and I didn't sugarcoat it. I didn't 
you know, bend it. I didn't do anything to make it digestible. I just laid it out and I just sat there and my body felt completely calm. There wasn't any tightness in my chest. There wasn't, you know, sinking feeling in my stomach or, you know, <laughs> acid in my stomach. It just was calm. And I just let her digest it. And we talked about it. And, and sure, she has things that she wants to better understand. And it's going to take time. And she's very important in my life, of course. And I think I'm willing to, to do that work with her. But it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. And I know a lot of people that listen to Amory have difficulty in even wanting to share with family. But I think that it's, it's possible. And maybe that's something that I can talk more about as well as time goes on. Because for me, it's really important to build that bridge. And I know it's impacting my, my family in a positive way. It's opening their minds. And I have privilege, which has been another thing that I've been really recognizing lately that I'm a white straight male American on top of all of that and being polyamorous doesn't endanger my life you know having exploring my sexuality isn't frowned upon as much as as other people that may experience that and I think it's easy for me to do what I'm doing compared to a lot of people so if I can you know provide a safe space or if I can listen instead of talk or mm -hmm. I can do things with people that are close to me that help to inspire others that it's possible I'm very willing to do that and that gives me a lot of purpose and makes me extremely happy and that's I don't know that's <laughs> that's it that's <laughs> that's a wrap that's a wrap that's it <laughs> <laughs> there's probably so much more that we could say. There really is. I mean, I feel like there's so many other categories we haven't even talked about. But I we went way over our time limit, I think. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Yeah. So me and you what and time limit. With all this? I, can't, I can't imagine That's us fine. I know. ever making that work. <laughs> I know. It's okay. I think for me, I just have so much gratitude right now. I have so much gratitude for you in my life, for everything that we've experienced together for the incredible party or partner that marty is for my kids for i'm in fucking sydney right now right. i mean just like full 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 of gratitude my, our friends that are hosting us here are incredible oh life life is good and so i will put out there a little message for anyone that is feeling uncertain about their future because i think that that's where that's where i was a year ago i'm still there but I'm starting to form these beliefs in trust and trust, trusting myself and trusting the present moment. And that's, that's probably the biggest thing I want to share. And the power of gratitude and forgiveness are the two biggest keys I think in our, in our lives. Oh, back to family. I last, last comment. I'm taking my lead from you because I still, it still doesn't feel entirely safe for me. Sure. And I also haven't made the commitment like you have to say, look, this is really important to me and I'm going to put in the work. And as you were saying that, I'm like, oh, I haven't, I haven't decided that. I haven't decided it yet. I'll, I'll give myself room to decide that. But I want to say thank you. Thank you for leading, leading that path. I mean, as I said, I, I recognize that not everyone can do what I'm mm -hmm. able to do. And, and I do feel privileged. Mm -hmm. I feel privileged for all the reasons I said, but also because of the family that I have and their, their willingness yeah. to love me and There's support me no totally. matter what. And, totally. but even, even with all of that, there's still, <laughs> there's still like, so much distance that is between us in understanding 
all of the things yeah. that we just talked about, like living in the present. That's not something that Catholic school taught my mom, but for instance, and nothing against Catholic no. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, there are a lot of yeah. concepts that I'm living by that, yeah, I, I could look a little bit weird and crazy to people, <laughs> to, my, okay. to my former version of myself, but. Yeah, totally. That's why, yeah, we, we communicate you. and talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you have one way of being, or it could be more than one, but as you go into 2020, and think about and feel ways of being, something that you're creating for yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, I think our things are very similar in the, the sense of value and, and safety. For me, safety is, has been this chronic stress, this chronic trauma, and even appreciating the difference of what constantly being in this PTSD triggered state was for so many years. And, and knowing that my whole system was, was basically screwed up. And I, I couldn't differentiate and I couldn't trust myself because everything was a trigger. I couldn't, I couldn't really have relationships in the way that I wanted to. I couldn't connect with people. I couldn't have conversations without owning whatever was being said. I mean, if the word suicide was thrown out, I would be sent into a spiral. And, and the other day someone made, a, like, made a, a joke that probably is not a great one, but I didn't get triggered by that and I think I have this sense of safety, which to me is like my body doesn't react. It doesn't get triggered. I don't feel like this sinking feeling in my stomach or this tightness in my chest, which were these areas that I just I, like carried and held and had so many emotions that were just stuck. So what does that mean yeah. for going forward? Like 2020 yeah. is a year of being, knowing, knowing or being safe, being centered, being... Yeah, putting myself out there more and more. Being adventurous. Being adventurous. I mean, mm -hmm. being being vulnerable in a way that for me doesn't feel very, very hard. I'm, I'm good with telling my story. I want to encourage other people to tell their stories, people that have had incredible, mm -hmm. you know, healing journeys that, you know, we don't talk a lot about ways people heal themselves and ways that are not you know, medication or talk therapy. And I think that is, is the thing that I, if I'm talking specifically, I want to tell more stories about that. And for me, I'm just asking questions. I'm not, I don't see myself as a really a storyteller, but I'm someone that can help people tell their stories. Cause I ask, I ask well, a lot I'm, of questions. <laughs> yeah. You totally do. I'm excited for you because I think 2020 is going to be the year where the healing project takes form for you. And not that it, you have to figure out all the hows, but that you can be trusting along the way and let it unfold. So I think Thank that's, you. that's what I feel for you. I think for me being surrendering and allowing and trusting more and also being bold to continue to put myself out there and being supported and really allowing you and Marty to support me in the ways that you have always wanted to. And you're like, Megan, Megan, just go, go for it. Like we got you, we're here. And that's been really hard for me in the past, but I feel that, I feel that for 2020 where it's like, okay, trust, trust the vision, keep taking inspired action and allow things to unfold in a beautifully marvelous way that I couldn't have anticipated. So I'm excited, I'm excited for this next year. And I Can see I just that say, in, you're so... <laughs> I see that. I see in, that. I see, it's coming. It's coming. I see, well, I see you creating these new patterns. And I, 
I think I think just like for for you, how it was frustrating to see me at times get stuck or mm-hmm. you know go into my head on something and overthink it or get get scared. I mean, it, it's the same for you. But I've seen you not only put Emery out there, follow your dream, throw things against the wall. Some things didn't work, or you didn't get the response you wanted with the book, and then you did the podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I've I've been inspired by you and. I, I, I learned from you in that. You, you have been our bold leader. <laughs> and I, I don't think it thank could you. be any other way. It really couldn't. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love these video calls. Let's do more of them. They're so cute. Oh, <laughs> you're so far away. It's all right. I don't see you. <laughs> see you not. It's, it's doable. What is it? Another month-ish? Yeah, mm. more than that. Yeah, that's okay. We'll make it. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's one benefit is that after a year and a half, it feels like we're in the honeymoon phase and it's going to continue forever. Perpetual. <laughs> yeah. It's like we see each other intensely and then we don't see each other for a while. Maybe. I think we have a good formula. We have a good formula here. A it works. A you go off and yeah, exactly. You go off, have other experiences, which I totally support. And yeah, it's good. I will say we will wrap this part here. Yeah. And Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Amory. If you found value in this, it sparked a conversation with you and your partner or partners. You found better inquiries for yourself. You got some insights. You felt some growth. Or you just like hearing us talk. I encourage you to check out our Patreon page. And if you have the means, subscribe. We have levels that are just $2, like you're buying us a cup of coffee every month. Or perhaps you can afford to buy us a lunch at a cheap location for 10 bucks a month. Or you can go all in on a dinner. Whatever it is. We'd love to have your support. We'd love to be able to continue this conversation ongoing. Uh, and really bring love into the world. Because that's what it's all about. So if you like it, and you have the means, and you feel so inclined, please check it out. We appreciate you. We love you. Love more. Be well. You can find our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Amory Podcast. A link is in the show notes. Thanks again.